You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jujitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith, and today's guest is a purple belt who trains at Purebred Jiu-Jitsu, located in Honolulu, Hawaii. Ladies and gentlemen, Louis Lim. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> What's up, my brother? How's it going today? Very good, bro. Very good. How is your day? Good, man. Good. You know, it's always a good day. You sit down and talk about some jujitsu, right? Correct. That is correct. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, man, I'd like to uh, send my thanks and uh, appreciate you uh, taking some time out and doing an episode with me today. Greatly appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. Thank you for the invite, man. Yeah, I not a problem, man. Too. Well, without further ado, man, let's get the ball rolling. If you want to formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and let's hear about your jujitsu journey. All right. So um, <clears throat> my name is Louis Lim. I am uh, 36 years old. I live out here in Hawaii and I train at Purebred Jiu-Jitsu Hawaii. Uh, I am a purple belt. Um, <clears throat> my Jiu-Jitsu journey, I started training <clears throat> late 2011. Yeah, t- late 2011. Uh, I, my brother got me into it. Back then, we were in Guam. Uh, there is also a purebred Guam, which is, uh, you know, one of the bigger gyms out there right now. That's where we started. He just all of a sudden took me to the gym. I'm one of those people who, you know, see people rolling on the ground. And I, told, I tell myself, what, what are you guys doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. literally, literally, in my mind, I was like, you guys are crawling in the ground, like, you know, putting your faces on top of each other. Like, what is this? So he uh, he insisted I joined, right? And I was like, all right, cool. Let's try this out. So I did. I trained there, you know, weeks passed. I still didn't. To me, it was my first day was crazy. Like, warm-ups were, like, crazy, and I, and I hated it. I was like, oh, God, like, my hips was just, like, crazy burning, you know. One of those non-athletic guys, you know the cliche. I've never, I've never done any type of, you know, crazy sports growing up. But yeah, but then maybe a couple months in, uh, the uh, the head instructor he told me, hey, there's a tournament coming up. Do you want to join? And I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> so. I did. I signed up, right? I signed up for that tournament. It's it's called the Marianas Open. It's one of the big, you know, biggest competitions out there in Guam. Um, so I joined that, and then miraculously enough, I won my first match. I think nice. I remember. Yeah, I think I remember getting this the guy on side control. Yes, I didn't win any submissions or anything, but yeah. So after that moment, man, like after my hand got raised, and you know, I told myself, like, man, this, you know, this is cool. How I end up, how I end up getting winning, you know, two months, three months in. Mm-hmm. The guy probably just had lesser experience or whatever, but I ended up losing the next match, and <clears throat> you know, but that moment to me was like, hey, I can do this, and I haven't really stopped ever since it's more of like because of life you know my jiu-jitsu just kind of like fluctuated yeah Um, i got promoted to purple belt over there um and then i decided to join the military i decided to join the navy you know military life is busy this and Mm. that and then two kids now pandemic happened all of that so Coincidentally, when the pandemic happened, my brother got stationed here, the same guy who got me into this. And we also know a a, uh, a common friend, a black belt that lives here now. So, you know, the whole pandemic, everything was shut down. There was even a gym that I trained in, kind of like, you know, it was illegally open. <laughs> I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. the gym. 
my wife started like you know telling me hey you're not supposed to do that blah 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 and i go okay so me and my brother and uh our friend he is now the head instructor of purebred hawaii we decided to open or not open but buy a few mats and just you know start rolling in my brother's garage and that mm-hmm. went on for months we you know we've had people train with us a couple of neighbors a couple of people that we know here and there and you know just to keep the ball rolling man like as cliche as it sounds like not having jujitsu for weeks you know i don't know what you guys were kind of doing during the pandemic but not having jujitsu during that time was just weird I was dying. Right, exactly. <laughs> and you know, I was like, oh my gosh, like it really is true, right? Like I said, I wanna be too. But we've I've we've been doing this for years and the moment there's like a stopping, like you can't train anymore. It's just like I don't know, anxiety you wanna call it, bro. Like it's like yeah. All of that, all of that, years of hard work, you know, whatever that means to you, all of a sudden stops. It's like, now what, you know? Everything's unclear. So that's why we decided to to, to do that little garage thing. And then everything open, started opening back up. And then we were like, well, we were already here. We all trained at Purebred at one point. And again, uh, the... My our friend, his name is Dino Montalbo. He, he kind of you know talked with the head instructors over there at Guam and said, "Hey, we're trying to establish a purebred out here in Hawaii. Are you guys fine with that?" And this and that, you know. And then, and here we are, man. Like right now, we're not really a big gym. We, mm-hmm. you know, we're not like crazy, crazy big, but we, you know, we have a few students. And then, um, was it like last month, the founder of Purebred actually came visited us, uh, Instant Inoy, one of the MMA legends out there. And then he, you know, he gave us like, kind of like the approval of like, hey, yeah, keep running the gym, however you guys want to do it. You guys have my support. He even like gave a few lessons. That to me was like, oh man, crazy, <laughs> crazy house. You know, jujitsu can be. And oh, yeah. yeah, here here we are, man. Like we're just trying to like I said, for me personally, I'm just gonna keep keep the ball rolling. I'm in this I like to think that I'm I'm in this sport hobby or whatever lifestyle you wanna do call this. I'm in this kind of for life. I'm I'm gonna keep doing this until I can't no more, like physically can't. Not, not I'm not gonna let you know, oh, you can't do this anymore, you know. We, the pandemic kind of proved that to me that without jujitsu, it's like there's something missing. I'm not gonna like over. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Oh yeah, when um, <clears throat> like when the when the pandemic happened, I was yeah, I was a blue belt, and I was in the we were like in talks of me uh, testing for my purple, and mm-hmm. then we had the shutdown. So yeah, it was just like okay couple a couple weeks were like all right whatever and then the weeks turned to months and it was just like dude i need to do something <laughs> so, yeah like we were just trying to figure out so many like you know how many like what how can we do this where we can you know we can still train and you know keep ourselves protected so we were like coming up with like uh we took like the training mask we took like the little the fil- like the filter out the uh like a like a um what are those masks called? Like the surgical mask. We put that inside the inside the uh, training mask so that way it's still protected. And we're also able to roll, which was the dumbest idea in the world because we were coming off like two yeah. months and trying to roll with training masks yeah. on and this. So it was just like, oh man, it was it was bad. But <laughs> I, yeah, I remember, bro. Like it wasn't just like okay, the, the actual okay, getting sick from all of that, whatever, right? <laughs> It was because mm-hmm. I've heard of establishments, not even jujitsu gyms, bro. Like, um, you know, just basic like gyms, like gyms, you know, work workout gyms, who've had who who were fined or who were you know got in trouble, you know, and got fined by the government 
because mm-hmm. you know, they got caught operating during yeah. the pandemic and that that was like kind of scary like what if we get caught you know you know this judicial is very close contact we all we both know that yeah, like, there's no way of, you cannot do jujitsu without being exactly as close right, to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> what if all of a sudden somebody sees us and somebody reports us and you know what it is? Hawaii, Hawaii is kind of like a, you know, a small island, smaller island. So mm-hmm. you know, I was like on the edge too. Like, what if somebody reports us? You know, doing jujitsu while you know this whole pandemic is going on. I don't want to necessarily be in trouble, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, we we thought about that too. It was like, okay, how can we how can we do this? How can we function where if we get seen, which we I guess which was worked out for us because we parked in the back of the building, mm-hmm. and you know where we was training at his my instructor's wife had like a boutique up front, so it looked like a clothing store up front. So it wasn't like you know windows and you see people on the mats and stuff. So we we tried to play it off as long as we could, man. It was like because. Yeah, after a while, man, you'd be like, dude, I'm I have to do something jujitsu related. Like I'm yeah. going from you know going two, three times a day to none at all. Like, nah, it's just, just crazy. Like I can't function this way. Yeah. I even I see people who stop training because of injuries. I kind of feel bad for them. Like I kind of mm-hmm. see like there was a tournament a week ago. I was looking at people and then I can see the people that are just in the sidelines and I see like you know, people in casts and knee braces, you know, and they look at it and then, you know, they're like, oh, they're missing this. They're missing the competition. I'm missing. It. I didn't, I didn't compete. Uh, I just wasn't ready. But, you know, looking at people who are injured that you can tell that can't train, it's, uh, I'm like, I'm not trying to be injured. You know, I'm not. Because you you know, I've 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 been injured before. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Again, man, I don't want to be. I don't want to sound like. But I've trained. Well, I was injured. I trained well. Well, while my knee was kind of like you know not hundred percent. I'm not suggesting yeah. you. I'm not suggesting you do that. But nobody, nobody gets it, because you know you're. Like I said, the the. The journey is all yours, right? The re- the recollection of what you did, for me at least, ten years now. The feeling of like stopping all of a sudden is just nerve wracking. It's a it's a weird mindset that jujitsu practitioners have, man. Because any other sport or any any other just daily life stuff, like you get sick, you'll be like you'll call off from work. Like, ah, I can't make it to work today. I'm sick. Uh-huh. But <clears throat> let it be jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You you yep. can be, you know, like right like right now. Like I know I need to get my uh, my wrist looked at, my knee and my ankle. I got class today. I'm gonna wrap these bitches up and keep moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like I, and- I can't do, I can't, I can't sell there's you know the the few injuries I have had that like it hasn't necessarily put me on the sideline, but it was like okay, you should just kind of like take it easy. I'm still at the gym. I might not even be like necessarily like fully fully going, but it's like all right, let me see what I can and cannot do because right. I know for a fact that I don't want to miss class. But if I go to class, I'm going to want to participate. So I'm like okay, depending on the lesson, I'll see what I can get away with. Right, right. So that's how that's how I do it, man. Cause I, I can't stop, man. I, it's it's been doing it for like yeah for like the past six and a half years, man. And it's just you know I've been able to be, be consistent where I have you know if I did have to take some time off, it's probably like a week or two. But you know I've been fortunate enough for that. But like yeah, man, I can't I cannot see myself not doing jujitsu. Right, right, exactly. It's it's, it's utterly impossible, man. Yeah. And even like if you miss like a day or maybe a couple of days worth of training, it's like, oh man, I'm losing all my powers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, uh people people who who listen to this, they're they're gonna they're gonna feel the same way if I tell them like you know, it, there's memes out there saying that, right? But it's true. Right? You miss a couple of days, you just I, me personally, right? I 
if I miss a couple of days and I do it, I don't do anything about it. Like the, the moment I come back, it's like everything's kind of everything's tight. Like, oh, my shoulder is not working right. Or, yeah, it's not yeah. working right. Or, you know, I don't want to excuse this, right? But that's the truth, man. Like, now that's that's scientifically proven, man. Jujitsu <laughs> is accelerated time because a day feels like a week. A week feels like a month. You take mm-hmm. two weeks off. That's like a year worth of jujitsu that you're yeah. missing. And yeah, your body and your body knows it, man. Your body knows it. Your body doesn't lie, like, man. It's like like I hate having to take a day off from class because it's like I know I'm a I'm a suffer for the next day. Never never fails. Never never fails. Right, right. And, you know, you get. I've rolled. I've rolled. I've also rolled with like you know, younger guys who are bigger and stronger, and that's also one of the things that you know as, as a you know, higher belt you you want to kind of you know you want to stand your ground man i gotta lie here mm-hmm. it's like you want to be able to at least perform that way you, you you know i'm 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 helping the gym kind of set the standards right like my, our head instructor always, you know, train, train the way how you want to fight, right? Like, yep, train the way a, you fight. Mm-hmm. Train the way you fight. So you, you want to set an example, right? You know, you, me wearing that purple belt, you got to kind of have that, you know, good understanding of how to, you know, just pace yourself when you're rolling that way. You know, there's like four more rolls coming after that. You don't want to get too tired in that roll, so you want to like think about, you know. I try to be strategic um, about how I approach a roll. I'm always one of those guys who like I like to think about what I want to do before you know. When you have there's that resting time, like thirty seconds or whatever, before you fist bump. Mm-hmm. I'm already thinking like. Or what's what's my first move here? What's mm-hmm. you know, do I pull guard or this and that? So yeah, I kind of just go. <laughs> I just go. Well, there's days where you're just like I was. I'm just like yeah, man. Let's just let's just go, man. Let's just let's just beat the crap out of each other for like uh, about ten minutes and let's see what happens from there. Yeah, that, that's but no, but. <laughs> But that's a good mindset to have, man, because, um, you know, you don't want to, you know, give off the impression that you got this belt just because, you know, you want to, you know, it holds a certain type of um, responsibilities mm-hmm. to me, like as a, especially as a, as a purple belt, as weird as it as sound, like to me, I feel like it holds more responsibility than brown and black because, you're at that, you're at the middle stage of ju- your, your jujitsu journey. And this is when everything that you're about to set in place is going to be the same for your brown and black, just more fine-tuned. Mm-hmm. So like when you get when you get your blue belt, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm still fresh, new into this, um, or whatever, as we call them, our varsity white belts, um, as I've heard the term. But like, yeah, once you get to purple belt, it's like, okay, now I have to set that precedence of like, how I want my jujitsu to be and how right. I want it to look from here on out. Cause like I can say right, everything right. after after purple is just refinement. Right. So yeah, right. man, purple belt was rough, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like pur- purple belt is like crazy to me. Right. So you're supposed to be like not not like the 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 you're supposed to be the technical guy, right? You're supposed to be the guy like you know doing all the the you know the crazy inverted stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how I. That's how I see purple belts are, because blue belt you're starting off. Purple belts you're supposed to be like you're supposed to be good at a lot of the technical stuff, and when you get to brown, you just focus on like that. The few games, the the few techniques that you know very good, mm-hmm. and then black belt you're supposed to just you know just dominate or whatever. But purple, like you said, is very vital. That's where you, that's where you actually. Um, my kids are knocking. 
It's like it's like that, like that purple is like that rebel, that rebel phase in life. Right. That's where you actually find, you know, explore to me. Like right now, I'm in this stage where <clears throat> I, I don't care. Like you know, you, you say people say, "Oh, basics, basics are good. Basics are good." Don't get me wrong. But I'm right now. I'm trying a lot of. I'm trying a lot of stuff. I'm trying a lot of inverted stuff just to tell my just to put my body to that test that I could be also like flexible and strong at the same time. Mm-hmm. E- even though if it doesn't work, but I, I I still I'll still try it. Not like in competitions, of course. Oh no! <laughs> right? But in the gym, just rolling. You know, I I pull also, like I, I do imanaris. I do. You know, like bare bolos and all of that. Like I just like to do the stuff that I see. You know, like the Meow Brothers do. Because to me, it's like, man, those guys, those guys do this and they're successful. Like you know, they're winning all the the medals doing inverted stuff. Like let me see how that goes. And even mm-hmm. if, like I said, even if it doesn't work, at least I know, like, I know the, I've experienced the you know, the technical aspects of it, of how it feels and how it's supposed to work if it does work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, I'm at that yeah. phase right now. I'm not saying basics is important. I'm not putting basics to the side. There'll be days you're like, oh man, I got to do, do the basics here. Got to get but, back to the fundamentals. You're right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. Um, I think uh, coming up in jujitsu, um, that's one of the, the the things I do enjoy about about this sport that you know it it, it grows so fast, you know, because I don't remember seeing this many people, um, you know, doing jujitsu when I was when I first started versus like now where it's like it's become way way more popular and way more mainstream. So like all these big names are coming out like you know Rotolo Brothers, you know Mike Busamechi. Yep. Um, there's one there's one other kid. Um. Galval, I can't remember Galval, his first name. Yeah, Galval. Yeah. Uh, so like you get, and, and there's and there's one more guy. He's a he's a tenth planet guy, heavy set, but he's so he's so damn technical. But I can't remember his name. Not but, not Eddie Cummings, right? Eddie Cummings is not like that. Hold on a second. That Galval. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I'm terrible with names, but like, yeah, man, it's like you get to you get to see these new techniques, and then like you like, oh, let me go try those. Let me go, let me go experiment with this inverted whatever guard, or you know, bust out Imanari rolls in the middle of class and stuff like that. And it's just like, okay, well, it worked, all right, and then it didn't work, all right. Let's let's keep moving. Like it does yeah. not stop. Like like if it works, cool. Like then mm-hmm. if it doesn't work. All right, well, screw it. I'm, I'm still gonna else. try it. <laughs> I'm still right. gonna try it. <laughs> right. Mike, Micah Galvao. That's that's the, yeah, Micah Galvao. Yeah. Galvao. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those those guys are great. Like I like watching, you know, um, other you know like, people that are very good in this sport. I like watching their videos too, man. I learn. I I don't know. You're not supposed to, right? You're not supposed to just watch a video and learn stuff. But, I like uh you know the uh the Mendes brothers. Every time I look at yeah. their every time I look at their videos, whether it's like an actual training video or like one of their fights and competitions, it's like I oh man, I'm learning like I learned that now. Like I know how to do that now, even if, even if I don't. But it's like the way these guys just you know dissect the technique, man, like they they tell you like do this to you know parts of your body. I'm like, oh, it's crazy. a it's a science, man. It's it's a it's a very complicated science. Mm-hmm. But once you figure it out, it's like, a, oh man, this is it's easy, right? So easy, right? And here comes that like the new guy wrestler, almost two hundred pounds, and just lays on top of you and you can't do anything. You're like. Something's wrong with me today. You know? <laughs> and not just today. Yeah, something's wrong with me. Like, how come I can't do anything? And now you're like, crap. That's like, um, like with me. I got so we. I had opened up a my. I opened up a school, 
and one of the new students I got, he's a wrestler. And mm -hmm. I'm used to wrestlers, you know, at my at my uh, old school. But this guy is very, very technical. So, like, when I'm dealing with wrestlers, I usually just, you know, I'll, I'll go, but I'll pace myself and I'll let them tire out first. Mm -hmm. But this dude got a gas tank out this world. So, exactly. it's like... <laughs> wrestlers so, are... Uh, yeah, it, it's it's maddening, man, because it's like I'm we're going and it's like, OK, I know my gas tank is not the best, but I can still move and frustrate him enough to exert energy where he's starting to get tired. Right. Right. And every time I think I got him, it's like, no, this dude is just pulling out more energy and more strength out of nowhere. So it's like, all right, now we got to go another five minutes with of this. It's like, yeah, dude, I, uh -uh. <laughs> like, I hate it, but right. it's cool though. I like it because it's teaching me more about myself and how to deal with that. But Jesus, man, is it a grind? It is. It is a grind. And it's like, you know, you just, that's just how it is, man. To me, it, that's why I keep saying, like, I don't really necessarily care what, where I'm at with my game as long as I know I'm, you know, I'm still trying. Like, like I said, man, all these are cliches, but I just, just want to know that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be improving soon. And I, uh, you know, to me, if you feel, if you feel weak today, that just means that, you know, there's a lot more to do. Like, I'm not. To me, right now, I'm not. I'm just. I'm at the point where I'm also trying to be, you know, just not not just jujitsu related, but a lot healthier in life. Mm -hmm. Like a lot, you know, diet wise, and you know, working out, working out every day if I can. It doesn't have to be jujitsu related, you know. It helps. Like technique, <clears throat> technique you can learn rolling or drilling or whatever but strength and conditioning really does help yeah man it's uh it's been a struggle man it's been a very very uh crazy struggle because i told myself like you know um you know i got my black belt last month and nice. you know i want to compete in in January. Well, I said March, but there's one coming up in January. Uh, grappling interest is coming up in January. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I keep telling myself, like, okay, I'm at the point now where it's like at Black Belt, you're going to be rolling with, you know, elite players. Not saying mm -hmm. that other ranks aren't, but it's like you, you, you're, you're at the pinnacle of it all, right? So it's like I need to start digging into what, you know, what these people, you know, what these Black Belt high-level competitors do, how they train and stuff like that. So I had one guy um, that was on um, an episode last season. So I was like, you know, I shot him a text message. Like, you know, you compete a lot, man. What, you know, what you do, da, 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 da. So he gave me like this, this, um, this list of stuff that he does. And just, just reading it, I was just like starting to sweat because it's so much. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, you, you, you pick your, you know, you pick your few techniques, you pick your few takedowns, you, you, your, your sweeps, your guard passes. And you just drill them, drill them, drill them, drill them, drill them, drill them. And then, you know, you find you a partner, you roll for like, you know, 90 minutes of class. I was like, what? Right. <laughs> I'm like, what night? What? Exactly. The whole class is 90 minutes rolling. And he's just like, yeah, you, you got it. You got to do that. Because, and I mean, he gets results. You know, he's won a lot of competitions and, you know, he's, he's very, very skilled, very, very thorough, methodical. So I was like, well, it's gotta be doing something right. So Yeah. It's one one thing that you mentioned too about being black belt, that I remember my my first um my first instructor or my first uh instructor told me was um he asked me a question like, Do you know when your jujitsu journey starts? And I go, I don't know. He's like, it's not purple belt. It's not blue, brown belt. Mm -hmm. It's black belt. Mm -hmm. He said, once you hit black belt, everything that you have accomplished from white to brown, it doesn't matter if you won gold every single time you join the competition. All that will go, all that goes away. 
you, it's kind of like if you're in a game, it resets. Yeah. You are back to zero. You yeah. are now, you are now like a, you know, a, 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 not a, a protectioner, but, you know, your jujitsu journey starts today. Yeah. Like you are you a, like you are a student of the craft now. Exactly. That's when your like, journey starts, not blue. Yeah. Bell, that's when not, your journey starts. Yeah. I can't, and I don't I, know. I've that heard that. Yet, but pretty sure you do. I've heard that too. You know, I've heard it from my instructor. I heard it from our, you know, our grandmaster. I heard it from, you know, other people before I got here. And it was just like, you know, the concept that sounds weird because like, man, you, what are you telling me? Like I'm put, I'm putting in six to eight years into jujitsu to get my black belt. Just to be like, you know, just first I want to say like, oh man, that's when it starts. Like, no, this shit started when I put, no, first walked to the gym. That's what you're yep. thinking. And then boom, you get this, you get this belt wrapped around your waist and it literally from that time so as soon as my instructor tied that belt i was like oh shit now it starts now right. it starts i can, right. I, can I, I understand what he's saying now because right. it's not like necessarily you have nothing to like quote unquote work towards like there's no other belt after black you know there's coral mm -hmm. red and all that other stuff but we're talking yeah. you know i you know ideally it's black belt that's that's the end that's the end of the, the the learning. Well, not the learning, but the 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 first few steps of jujitsu. Right. Then you get your black belt. Like, okay, now this is when the journey really starts. This is when you really learn. This is when all, like I said, all the stuff that you learn from brown back, you have to just, you know, you have to amalgamate it into your to your whole existence now. Why are you still learning jujitsu? Mm -hmm. And it's like, damn. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that feeling yet because uh, technically, like, I don't know. I mean, okay. but you got the heads up. I mean, you got the heads up from multiple sources, so you can kind of have an idea on where you just want to, where you kind of idea to where to go. But even as soon as you get it, man, you're going to be like, all right, you're going to look at it. Like, I got mine hanging up behind me. You know, well, the actual hanging up behind me. And I look at it, I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> like what is this what does all this mean man like it must I still be surreal don't understand right? it must be surreal like it, it is man it, it it really is it's like <clears throat> you you know you 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 hear about it and you see it all over the on internet oh black belt this or this person got their black belt this is this and this now you're like man that's i can't imagine the day i get my black belt mm -hmm. and then you get it and it's like why <laughs> you know, like why do I, like why is this tied around my waist? Like, they, like you know, my instructor can go through fifty million reasons why he felt like I deserve my black belt, and it's like, ah, <laughs> like ah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it, I don't understand it. But right. you know, yeah, yeah, it's it's very surreal, man. It's very very surreal. People who don't do jujitsu, like if you, if they see a black belt, they're gonna think like you're the craziest, you know, all around. You know, just madman like, oh, this dude is dangerous. Like like, so you, you know, you gotta kind of, I, I guess you, you gotta kind of back that up. I don't know how to say it. I mean, you know granted, it is, it's like, it's never really had a at a moment where I had to, but yeah, usually people that find out when they when they think black belt, they think ma you know you're master or something is like, yeah, you you might get tested or whatever. But luckily, I haven't really had to to do that because I wouldn't even know what I would want to do in that situation. I would just try to avoid it more than anything. But mm -hmm. yeah, because like I'm I keep telling myself like dude I just got used to being a brown belt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know promoted. I'm just like, oh yeah here black belt. It's like man I'm just all right, whatever. I'm here now. So even getting promoted to purple for me was like I don't I don't I don't need this right now. <laughs> it's like I, I've held on my blue belt for a while, man. Like I said, um, because it, it was everything was dragging towards you know during that time. And when I got my purple belt, it it's like, oh man, I don't want this. <laughs> it's like, but now I do kind of. I'm 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 really 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 trying to trying to trying to be a good purple belt, you know. Gonna be the, yeah. trying to be a purple belt. Trying to be 
I mean, it's not like you got the it's not like you got the right mindset for it, man. Because you know, like I said, uh, purple belt comes with a lot of responsibilities. Um, because to me, I feel like in in a, in a sense, that's kind of like the last belt you kind of earn. Mm-hmm. Because after after purple belt, you kind you're, you're kind of there. Once you hit brown belt, it's it's time. Yeah. You have a you know you just only way you're gonna stop. You only way you that you're not gonna get your your black belt after you get your brown is stop. either you you stop or you you know you're dead. And yeah. as long as we're breathing, I know you not you're not gonna you're not gonna stop training. And I know I wasn't gonna stop training once I got my brown belt. So exactly. So yeah, man, that's cool though, man. That's awesome. So you're um so you say it's a small school. So how many students you guys have? Uh, right now probably like five, maybe six. Okay, okay. We're, we're mostly military because that's how it kind of grew. Mm-hmm. I knew somebody. He told that guy this and that. But like I said, also <clears throat> because we're a smaller we. We're kind of like renting a spot from a boxing gym. Okay. We don't really like own our own place, right? We we even have to set up our own mats every day. We train like when we train today. We train today. Like you gotta set it up. It's not like one of those places where the mats are just laid out, ready to roll, clean. We have to set it up because after we're done, there's boxers that come in and do their thing. Mm-hmm. We don't really have our own place. But like I said, our, uh, our 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 black belt, he's trying to establish. He's trying he's trying to establish himself to. You know the you know how to, how to conduct classes. So, small gym, military people come in and out, and then they go on this thing called like they go on orders, right? So mm-hmm. they'll they'll be gone for months, and they come back. But man, I'm telling you, let just we, I think we've we've been doing this for a year now. Not the garage thing, but like the actual gym. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to put I'm trying to put numbers in my mind on how many medals we've had. A guy who competed, and he won. He won gold. So. As small as we are, I don't want to sound, but we we're 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 meddling. The the guy mm-hmm. that we only have like one or two guys that compete, but they're meddling. They're getting silver, bronze, and like man. To me, it doesn't matter how big or how fancy your gym is, Mm-mm. as long as you can put into to the people that are training in your gym that you know you have we. Just put in that competition mindset, and our our our, our black belt is very good at that too. Like he will put you in that, you know, environment during training that, you know, you need to do a lot of things. You're basically if you're if you're if you sign up for a competition, you have to commit. That's why I didn't sign up these past few competitions because life right. I just didn't want to overcommit to the competition, knowing that I can't physically, mm-hmm. like time-wise. I just, I'm just not able to because I'm very busy at work and family and stuff. Right. So I don't sign it. up because I, to me, I don't sign up just to say, "Oh, I'm gonna sign up." Number one, it's a waste of money on my part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Competitions nowadays are crazy. I remember, like, my first competition. It was like maybe like. Fifty dollars or less? I don't know, but today it's like hundreds, almost hundreds, just to compete. It's like, what yeah, I think yeah, I think grappling industries, grappling industries is eighty, and I think yeah, Nagi is like, like one twenty. Yeah, and late registrations are higher. And then like, another yeah, yeah another twenty some bucks. So right, yeah, it's for a good, it's for it's for good though, it's for a good cost. But you know, what I'm saying like, I don't want to sign up. Just to say that, oh, I competed. I want to sign up, do like my hundred three percent leading to that competition, and if I lose, 
I know that, you know, I, I gained something, not in the competition itself, but on the training. Mm-hmm. You know, everything, like training, pacing myself, diet, doing workouts outside of jiu-jitsu, all of that. I, I learned, I gained something. So that money is worth it. I don't want to just sign right. up and then, you know, half acid and then lose and then like, ah, what yeah, you're gonna, you gonna be mad at yourself, man. Right, not necessarily, but I'd be like, why did I even do that? Yeah. yeah. So, that's but no, I, I my, like my school too, man. We um, we started me and my uh training partner, we started one spot um a gogi actually the shirt I got on um mm-hmm. so we started. You know, and we met up with the guy who owns a kickboxing gym, and we are under his roof. You know, we're training, and then there's another spot that I met that I'm teaching at called the Martial Yard, where they have a wrestling program, they have MMA and stuff like that. So luckily, they have mats there. But yeah, I'm under another under their roof, <clears throat> training jujitsu, and right now it's small. I think. The biggest class I've had so far is maybe like four people, including myself, four people. And it's, man, it doesn't matter how many people show up on the mats, ma'am. We, we're still going to work. We're still going to grind. Right. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, we're not going to train today because only one person showed up. No, if one no. person shows up, they get a free private. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, if two people show up, okay, we can we can work a little bit more. Three, yeah, whatever. But as long as someone's on the mat, man, I'm we gonna train. We gonna work. Exactly. That's just that simple. I've, we've had those before too, where it's only just me and some other guy, and we're like, "All right, let's do this." Right. right. You don't like. You don't necessarily not train because it's the two of you. You guys make the most out of it. You're yeah, I mean, ready. there's always you know, there's always you know, movements you can work on. There's always. You know, techniques you guys can work. There's always there's something jujitsu related that you can do, mm-hmm. even if it's just one person. Right. So barring whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, if nobody shows up, I'll just you know run a little bit, work on my drill, you know, drill some stuff, and go home. <laughs> right. Something something jujitsu way is gonna get done, regardless of if anybody shows up or not. Something's gonna happen. All right, so Lewis, man, so we have a staple here at Talk Your Gist Podcast, man. We ask everybody to come on the show. Um, your top three, let's say top three people that you would love to get a chance to roll with. Oh, okay. Top three. Just anybody, right? Anybody. Any three people you would love to uh, get on the mats with. I'm trying to think. I'm sorry. Give me time. Um <laughs> Oh man, let's see. Um, number one would have to be Alpha Mendes. Number two would have to be oh Marcelo Garcia for sure. I will yeah. learn. I will learn. Even if I get submitted every two seconds, I'll probably learn something. <laughs> <laughs> um and then the third one um probably be Steven Roberto. He's my very first jiu-jitsu uh instructor or he's you know the, he was the first or he he's the he was the owner of Purebred Guam. He passed it on to somebody else now, but I would love to roll with that guy again cuz he you know he's just Jiu-jitsu wise, he's like the father figure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he started everything for me, jujitsu wise. He he taught me the basics. He taught me like all the, you know, just mentally too. Because body types, man. I'm also big on body types. Like I like I like learning from people like similar to my, you know, structure. Yeah, it's Yeah, the way they do things. I. I kind of get it, like, oh, I get what you're doing, get this way, I, I get why you're putting your foot here because you're smaller, blah, blah, blah. But uh, that uh, Steven Roberto, he's a bigger, he's a lot bigger than me. But for some reason, I, he's, his techniques, you know, I, I grasp. So, yeah, those three. 
Okay, okay. Nice list. Good list. Good list. All right, now I got some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. So don't think about it too much. Just like I said, just a few questions, man, just to see where your mind's at with this. Are you okay. ready? Sure. Uh, wrist locks or toe holds? Toe holds. Gee or no gee? Gee. Uh, double leg takedowns or single leg takedowns? Single. Hmm. Uh, fundamental classes or advanced classes? Advanced. <laughs> um, gee choke. I mean, gee, yeah, gee collar choke or lapel chokes? Collar. Gee collar. Gee collar. Uh, takedowns or pull guard? Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, right now, pull guard. Just Another right roll pull guard, man. As long as you're not scooting across the floor. Okay. Uh, leg lock game or upper body submissions? Ooh, upper body. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Training with music or in silence? In silence. Really? Yes. Hey, man, look, let me explain myself. <laughs> yeah, you gonna have to. <laughs> I'm, I'm a musician type, sort of. Right, I play the guitar. Right. Okay. I play the guitar. But for some reason, I'm not the type of guy who wants music in my ears while I'm training. Hey, man, have you ever seen um, David Goggins's podcast or whatever little videos? And he's like, if you rely on music to work out, what's gonna happen? The music dies down. Then you're not gonna work out. Your little beep, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and once I heard him say that, I go, "Yeah, man, that's me." Like, it's not because I don't know, bro. I have not. I'm just. I'm not used to it. I'm not used to having music pumped in my ears just to like be in my zone. Mm-hmm. I, I, even if somebody else is playing music, I'm not saying like they're not entitled to it, but like I just, I don't know, bro. I just don't care about music playing while I'm working out. I know, man. I know. I get this a lot too. It's like, you know, I just don't. I mean, I can I can do without music, uh-huh. but it's sometimes I need that energy. Right. I need you that need energy. The pump, right? You need the yeah. I need that know. pump. You know, because even know even that. at the because even at the gym, you know, they play music at the gym, but it's not yeah. my music. Right. Right. So it's like. You know, I, I have to make sure my headphones charged before I walk in. Because if I it's, don't walk, if I if it's dead, yeah. then we're not doing it. It's not that I hate it. I just don't go out and, you know, have to have music. Hey, you got music on? Hey, you got earphones on? I just don't go out. And that's not like, it doesn't, it's not automatic for me. I can do I without it. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um... Let me do, let's do a couple more. Uh, sparring with upper, higher belts or lower belts? Lower belts. <laughs> um, Ezekiel or Darce Choke? Oh, man. I don't really do any of those two, but between those, Bobby Ezekiel. Yeah, I like Ezekiel. Yeah. Um, let's see. One more. Uh, mount yeah. or back control? Back control, definitely. I hate oh, mount, I man. I just get thrown out. Like every time I mount somebody, it doesn't. It, I just get thrown out. My mount, <laughs> my mount sucks. <laughs> well, now you know what you need to work on. Exactly. All right, yep. man. So. Man, uh, Lewis, man, unless you got any other questions for me, man, you know, fire away or not, you know, shout, shout out your school. Let yep. the people know what you got coming up, man. The floor is all yours. All right, man. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to thank you for inviting me. I know you messaged me like February, man. That was like a long, I don't know, for some reason, just Facebook doesn't send you a notification. And I looked at the. So thank thank you again for having no problem, me on that podcast. I will definitely subscribe to this and, you know. Uh, put it out there um in terms of um our school 
um, one of our members actually, I think it's under construction still, but it, it might be live, but you can check us out if you're ever out here in Hawaii. You can check us out at Purebred BJJ Hawaii. Let me see if I get that correct, man. I'm sorry. Like I said, it's probably under construction still. Mm -hmm. But hopefully by the, by the time this thing goes up, it's good now. I just don't want to say the wrong. I'm sorry, bro. Oh, no. It's, it's all good, brother. I just bought a gear last night, too. Hey, so how many gears you got so far? Not that many, probably like eight. <laughs> Not that many, but <laughs> I mean, I've known people who have like closets of geese, man. I just, but, I got about like I got about like twelve. I think about like ten, yeah. about ten, about ten geese. I've lost a few too. I've lost a few. Sorry, where is that? Um, thirty seconds. Okay, so it's pure purebred bjjhawaii.com. That's it. So check us out if you're ever out here in Hawaii. We're very chill. Like I said, we're not like crazy big, but we're trying to establish our gym, our small gym. And Hawaii in general just has a lot, a lot of gyms, man. Hawaii is like there's a lot of hidden gems, gym gems out there that you can mm -hmm. try. And it's it, it's it's a good place to train in it's paradise i guess but yeah that's just uh that's our school nice man well i, I wish yeah. you the best man i hope you know you know greatness you. comes out of this for you man i hope the gym grows and flourishes something amazing man and mm -hmm. we'll love to have you back later on down the line and talk about it for sure man just hit me up anytime and then um like i said thank you Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, that's the end of today's episode. I'd like to thank my guest, Lewis, one more time for coming on the show and blessing us with his jujitsu knowledge. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to stay updated on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day.